Welcome back to the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me, as always, is my good buddy. This is Ryan. And man, what a fucking few days it's been. You had no power. Today, I have no water. Right. Fucking rough, man. Yeah. Rough, rough out here in the in the sticks. Well, I guess it's not the sticks for you, but anyways. Yeah, man, so we are happy to be back with you this week with our Final Fantasy XII wrap-up video. But before we get to that, there was a lot of fucking news stuff that stuck out to me personally. So I pulled up some of them just to uh, kind of bring them up. Uh, first thing was I watched that Nintendo Direct. And if, yeah. you, if you would like to hear uh, me and our guest today, uh, who we will be throwing to the interview I did with him here in a little bit, uh, our buddy James on the JRPG Report, I guessed it on his show, and we covered all the JRPG goodness that came out of the Nintendo Switch. Or not the Nintendo Switch, the Nintendo Direct. But... Uh, a few things that I will cover here because they are coming to PC as well is the Legend of Mana HD or Mana, however you want to say it, HD remaster is coming to Steam. Yeah, which is cool. Um, that is technically the sequel to Trials of Mana because uh, that you know the the original Mana games came out on Super Nintendo, I believe. I think the first one might have been Game Boy, but then. Uh, the one everybody knows, which is the Legend of Mana, or no, I'm sorry, Secret of Mana, is Super Nintendo, and then Saiken Densetsu 3, which was later released over here as Trials of Mana, was also Super Nintendo, and now, you know, the updated version's obviously on PC, uh, PS4, all that good stuff, but now we get the Legend of Mana, which was a PS1 game, and they've remastered it, it looks really good, uh, the sprite work is fantastic, and it is coming soon, I look forward to that, uh, You've probably never played much of that series, have you? No, not at all. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> uh, something that you may be more familiar with is also coming to PC in June, and that is the Ninja Gaiden series. Nice. Which, uh, those look really good. Um, I played some of them back in the day. They're incredibly hard. <laughs> Just like yeah. Tenchu was incredibly hard. Yeah. But it's going to be uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, and Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge. Those will be the collection. Wow. So I look forward to that, man, diving back into those yeah. games. It's been years, years since I've played those. I, I saw some news about a Twisted Metal show. Yeah. In development. I think and I, I was uh, the, that. It got me thinking. I was like, I really want to play those games again. Are they are they on Steam or have they been ported to PC yet? No sir, but I oh. could uh, hook you up with an emu- emulator that would run them. Oh yeah. So don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll get that covered. Right. Maybe that could be a, a Patreon thing. We'll the, like emulate emulation month or something, and we'll just like have a game that we play over the course of the month that we emulate. Yeah. So we could talk about how well it is, and I don't know. But that way, on Patreon, like not everybody will hear it, so maybe we won't get hit with a fucking cease and assist. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, that that show apparently is being made by the people who did Deadpool. So nice. it should be pretty damn good. I really enjoyed the Deadpool movie. I never saw the second one. 
been meaning to though. Um, there was a developer on Steam that was being sneaky, and they had named themselves Very Positive, right? So when people would glance up, they would see that Very Positive and think that that's the rating for the game. <laughs> and they got the boot. Steam kicked them off. They were like, nah, get the fuck out of here with that shit. And uh, they got rid of them. And then just also... For, just for his handle? I mean, it wasn't a handle. It was a game developer oh. that was releasing games and... Oh, yeah, no, F that. Like, <laughs> yeah, they were just being sneaky. Unless those games were, like, super uplifting and super motivational and inspirational, like... <laughs> I, don't, uh, I didn't, I didn't look yeah. into it, because obviously it's gone now, but I, I doubt it was. Yeah. For some reason, I doubt it was. <laughs> uh, on the topic of Steam, too, uh, Apple subpoenaed Steam, or Valve, I'm sorry, they subpoenaed Valve as part of this whole, like, fucking legal battle with Epic. Yeah. And uh, Valve's fighting back, man. They're just basically like, nah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't bring us into y'all's fucking conflict. <laughs> yeah. Y'all handle your own shit. Uh, what else did I see? I'm getting all this from PCGamer.com, by the way. So if anybody wants to go and read up more on these articles, feel free to. Um, a game that's on our list and I've loved for a long time, uh, No Man's Sky. You are now being able to tame alien creatures and keep them as pets. Yeah, I saw that, and I, I gotta reload it up. I gotta <laughs> reload it up. I've missed so many of the past update, the past few updates. I gotta, they, uh, I, I really gotta get back into it. They're they're also adding to where you can breed them and make new creatures and things like that, which is pretty sweet. Nice. Like what a game that that has become from the launch, yeah. where people were just so. Distraught. I'm waiting for them to get to the point where they start having like season events where there's going to be like one season like a galactic war breaks out in the galaxy that you're currently in or like you start seeing updates where like some planets are just giant metropolis planets it's like just one giant city and shit like that that would be pretty sweet. Um, I, they have something kind of like that, where there's like community event quest things where you can get a special mm -hmm. currency for doing that stuff. But they they haven't done anything quite to the scale of what you're talking about. Yeah, but Fortnite does a pretty good job with those like season season long events, like the Marvel event they did and shit like that. So I could see something similar adopted for No Man's Sky. Yeah, as long as they just they keep adding things that keeps the game interesting, people are gonna keep loving it. Yeah, you know? and it's uh, people are slowly coming back to it after finding out about all these updates and shit. And like the game they promised us, yeah, it didn't come out at launch, and it pissed off a lot of people. But it's slowly becoming the game they promised us. And I know, but uh, oh, go ahead. It's it's gonna last forever. It's gonna be one of those games. I know Dan from Factory Sealed uh, really shit on that game when it first came out, but now he will even admit that it's not the game for him. Like, he's tried to play yeah. it, and he doesn't really enjoy it. But he admits that it is nowhere near as shit as it was when it came out. Yeah. It is. It has improved a lot, which made me happy, because I was the one in that group always touting for No Man's Sky when everybody else was taking a big hot yeah. steamy dump on it. I remember me and you used to play it all the time. Like, even after everyone shit on it, like, gave up on it after one week. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, uh, there was a time where there was one active player on Steam for it. Yeah, that's what you were saying before. That's sad. That's sad. But I'm glad it's I'm glad it's kicked back. Um, Civiliz Civilization Six is getting an update that you can now talk to 
barbarians instead of just having to attack them. So you could nice. possibly like persuade them to join you or make peace treaties, like that kind of thing. I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, Amazon is releasing a new MMO called New World, which I think is strange. But, I mean, if anybody's got the money to do an MMO, Amazon does. Yeah. So we'll see about that. There's not... I didn't find too much like diving into it, but it should be out later this year. That's how they're going to take over the world. <laughs> One MMO account at a time. The uh, the biggest thing for me came out during uh, BlizzCon this this week, and that is that they are doing a remastered Diablo 2. Diablo 2 Resurrected. Nice. And I could not be more excited because I fucking love Diablo 2. Yeah. So much fun. Is that because uh, because of the ties of Lilith with the new one coming out? Isn't Lilith a part of like a heavy part of two? Um, I think I remember her being in two. I don't know. It's been a long time since I played it, but I'm pretty sure. Um, but I know I think I'm thinking they're doing it because Diablo four is nowhere near release. You know what I yeah. mean? And like they're just kind of giving people something to play in the meantime. Yeah. So why not hit that nostalgia? But man, I, I mean, personally, I like I said, I'm fucking looking forward to it. I'm also stoked for Diablo Four. Like, I, that's just a, one of my favorite series. Yeah, I love the dungeon crawling, hack and slash, click around, fuck everything up. <laughs> it's wonderful. Oh, uh, speaking of hack and slashes, I added a new game to our list. And oh, did you? I, I did it strictly because I thought, you know what, Ryan is probably going to really enjoy this, right? It's called. Damascus Gear Operation Osaka HD Edition, and it is a mech hack and slash. Nice. And I was like, that sounds pretty rad. <laughs> that does sound pretty rad. And then um, shout out to John from Tadpog Group. Uh, he had some st- uh, Humble Bundle keys that he didn't want, and I got Valkyria Chronicles 4 Complete Edition. So shout out to him for that. Nice. Um also added something that I don't know if we'll do for the show, but it's a game called Learning Programming Python. So apparently as you play it, it teaches you the Python programming system. Um, oh, that's cool. And Persona 5 Strikers came out. And of and, course you got that. Oh, I had it pre-ordered, son. Like, Yeah, of course you did. And it is fun as fuck. Yeah. Super smooth gameplay. You're going to really like it. If you if you liked that Hyper Dimension Tunia, Neptunia Hack and slash, like, this is another level. Yeah. It's going to be really, really fun. Um, NVIDIA is releasing a new graphics card, by the way. I brought this up to uh, Dave last night when we were all playing Valheim, which I will get to Valheim in a second because we need to talk about Valheim. Uh, but their new graphics card that's coming out is ha- has a cryptocurrency mining limiter on it. Oh, I saw that. And I am completely behind this. Because getting a graphics card has become damn near fucking impossible. Yeah. They all sell out, and it's because of these people that are buying 10 to 20 of them <coughs> at a time and being like, they're just using them to, to mine crypto. And then they burn those out and they buy more. Like, that's how it works. Yeah, they're either mining crypto or they're scalping them. Yeah, that uh, too. But And they're probably scalping them to people who are getting them for crypto. Yeah. I mean, it's it's become a ridiculous thing. Like, I get that cryptocurrency is awesome and all, but stay the fuck away from my PC parts. Like, right. <laughs> get your own shit. If there was a company that started up and they released 
graphics cards, quote unquote, that were specifically for cryptocurrency mining, they would make mm-hmm. a fucking fortune. Yeah, they would. Yeah, we should look into that. Copyright Steam yeah. Machine Podcast. <laughs> right. You heard it here first. You heard it here. But yeah, so I, I kudos to them for doing that. You know, I look forward to it. Uh, eventually, when I upgrade, I'll probably try to shoot for one of those, just because yeah. they'll probably be more, uh, you know, plentiful. I'm waiting on tax time. Uh, something that you wouldn't care about, but I know some of our listeners might, since they're PC players. Um, World of Warcraft Classic is getting Burning Crusade servers this year, so they are going into the very first expansion that they ever released. Yeah. This gives me hope that ten years from now there will be. World of Warcraft Cataclysm Classic servers, and I can go remake my Holy Paladin that was unkillable in PvP and arenas, and I can relive my glory days. <laughs> because as soon as Mr. Pandaria came out and they switched all the skill trees around and they put a mana cap, fucked it up completely, and it no longer was any good. And now in the game, the spell that I used to use that would make me top heals and top DPS is not even in the game anymore. Wow. R.I.P. Exorcism. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Paladin's best spell, in my opinion. What What was great about it? I know you. You know you. I know you didn't really play much uh, World of Warcraft, if at all. But um, I had it basically s- set up all my gear, all my glyphs, all of that shit, to where uh, I had over a million uh, MP. I had really high defense, and my exorcism spells cast time was less than a second. Jesus or it was Christ. like a little over a second. It was down to as short as possible, right? Yeah. And I had it to where it would crit, and it would crit often, and it would crit hard. So I would just start spam casting that at people, and it didn't cost a lot of mana, so I never ran out of mana. And it would hit them, and most times they would start running towards me, and before they got to me, I would kill them. But if they got to me and started hitting me, I could use bubble, which makes you, uh, which takes damage for you, and then I could heal myself. And then keep spamming exorcism at them. And then when my bubble went down, guess what I could do? Pop another one. And I would have bubble again. So it was like no one could kill me unless you were really good. Yeah. And I fucking thoroughly enjoyed it. But like (laughs) I said, Mr. Pandaria came out. And while I loved Mr. Pandaria as an expansion, I hated what it did to the gameplay as far as PvP goes. But the other side of it, the PvE stuff, was phenomenal. I really liked it. Which brings me to, oh, real quick. Uh, if you get a Far Cry 6 beta email, it's a phishing scam. Uh, okay. So don't click it. Uh, yeah. Anybody that's listening, Ubisoft has put out there that they are not sending out emails for beta tests. So don't don't fall for it. Which brings me to Valheim. Surely you have at least read something about Valheim in the past like week. Um, I've seen like links for a couple of articles, but okay. busy at work and so. shit, so... It is a like survival uh, crafting RPG type game, right? Okay. And you play as Vikings. You're Vikings. And it is fucking phenomenal. Bro, yeah. it sold 3 million copies in less than three weeks. Wow. Um, that's, that's actually really good. It was second only to Counter-Strike Go uh, as it broke over 500,000 peak players at one time. Wow. Um, and dude, it is so good. I spent last night, I spent like hours playing with people from Tadpog. Uh, I think it was me, uh, Catchpenny, Palsh, uh, Dave and Zhao. And is this on, is this on steam? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and I highly re- dude it's like 20 bucks you should yeah. totally buy it so we could play it together yeah um it's really fun um I was like Catchpenny had been posting stuff in the in the Tadpog Discord about it and I was like alright that game looks cool I'll snag it when it gets on sale or something and then I saw a Reddit article and this Reddit article was like I was out sailing the sea in my Viking ship and ended up getting into a battle <coughs> with a giant sea serpent. And right then, I went and bought the game. Because I was, I was like, that sounds fantastic. Right. That sounds awesome. And uh, I think it was... Oh man, I don't remember how they described it last night because it was perfect. Uh, but the game's graphics, they look like a PS2 game in some spots. And then in other spots, like the lighting and stuff looks phenomenally good so it's a really interesting graphical style but i'm really i'm really enjoying it uh the developers were saying that like zelda and skyrim influenced them more for this game than all of these other survival crafting games that have come out interesting like at the core they wanted it to be like yeah you have to craft and survive and build a hut and all of that but they still want you to have fun so like they want you to go out and hunt and fight there's bosses that you can kill and when you kill the bosses you gain access to crafting some new stuff and there's dungeons that you can stumble upon and go in and clear out it's really really cool that's cool so i'm definitely gonna get that any, as soon as I get anybody it. who's interested yeah definitely pick up valheim come join us it's great um, there's going to be another Steam Festival in June, uh, and that's usually when they like announce all some new games coming out. Um, a lot of indie developers, yeah. that's when they release their their new stuff, uh, demos for new things that are coming. Um, I think it's some of the new like something like I think it was earlier this was it this month? No, I think it was earlier in the year. Uh, there was a winter event, and there was like 500 new demos added to Steam. Damn. So there's no telling what's going to happen in June. Um, it'll be between yeah. June 16th and Ju- June 22nd. So there's there's that to look forward to, and it may that might be around the same time that Steam does their next big sale because they usually do really big sales around those times. Yeah, they usually do. Um, well, the uh, the only the only other news thing that I have here, uh, <laughs> and I I picked this out just for you and your lady because I feel like this game would be right up y'all's alley. There is a new horror game coming out, and you play as a cat named Biscuit. Fantastic. And from what I'm gathered, it says, Waking up in the midst of a stormy night, a gray feline named Biscuit finds his mom nowhere in sight. Uh, so it basically, the game is feel what it's like to be Biscuit as he searched for his owner through the memories he has clung on to. That sounds sad. <laughs> yeah, dude, it sounds fucking Like... Crazy. And it's a horror game, so I can't even imagine what may be like. No, I want to. I want to be a cat. I just want like a cat simulator. <laughs> like, there probably is a cat. Sim- In fact, there probably is. I know. I think it was on PS4. Yeah, it might be on the computer. There's a game called Cat Lateral Damage, and like you just play as a cat and try to cause as much commotion as possible, like knocking things off tables. Fantastic. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's take a quick moment and throw over to my past self with the interview with James, and then uh, we will be back to me and Ryan, and we will wrap up our thoughts on Final Fantasy XII and find out what we're playing next week. So, uh, what is it in Wayne's World? All right, everybody, and for this segment, 
I have brought along a buddy of mine. Um, uh, you have probably already heard me and Ryan talking, but this is earlier in the day, and Ryan is busy at the moment with kiddos and such. But I hit up our buddy, who is what I consider our JRPG expert for the show, and it is our good buddy James from the JRPG Report. How you doing, buddy? I am excellent, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. I uh, figured that I would bring you in, because who better to talk to about the Final Fantasy series than the guy that I talk to and listen to every week for my JRPG news? Well, I appreciate it. Um, I'm sure there's a million people that you should probably talk to, but I will gladly fill the void for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and let's go ahead and get your show plugged, man. I know everybody's heard me mention it before, but the JRPG Report, awesome podcast, comes out weekly. Um always get my jrpg news from there and i always make sure to try to plug you on the show if i talk about things that i heard on the podcast um you also are you do a youtube stream correct yeah yeah and i, I appreciate it as always buddy um yeah we we addition to the weekly podcast you know i'll make a video version for youtube but yeah I'm, anytime there's any jrpg trailer that comes out i uh, you know i steal it and i repost it on the <laughs> on YouTube for everybody to see in one place. But yeah, I do uh, nightly streams. So like right now we're playing through Atelier Raza 2. We're nearly at the end, but then like uh, when Persona 5 Strikers comes out, you know, those earlier this year we did Royal and, you know, just whatever. If I got a few extra bucks, you know, I can get a new game. I'd, I'd stream every night something going on. And um, yeah, little little channel's growing into something pretty cool. We got fun chats going on during the live stream, so I encourage everybody to come up. It's usually about 10 o'clock at night, so just search JRPG Report on YouTube. And that's 10 o'clock Eastern time, right? The, yes, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I always feel, <laughs> I, rem, I forget there's a rest of the world out there that doesn't know what that means. Brother, me too. Mm. Me too. Like I'll be watching somebody on Twitch, and they'll be like, "All right, it's about midnight. I'm wrapping up." And I'll look at my clock; it's three a.m. And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that's right. It's different there." But uh, yeah. speaking of Persona Five Strikers, mm-hmm. you might have I, an I, opinion on that. <laughs> I got to dive into it a little bit. I haven't played much of it yet because I was really, really focused on beating twelve and all mm-hmm. of getting all of the hunts. But I did dive into it a little bit, and I will say immediately immediately you are going to probably feel like i did where i was like my fucking friends are back (laughs) okay (laughs) it was was a cool feeling and uh getting to see everyone again um it takes place you know a little time after uh persona 5 and i've done a little bit of the battle mechanics man Mm -hmm. and it's it just Oh, it's Persona Dynasty Warriors. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> that's that's very good news. That's what I think we're all hoping for. And yeah, I mean, it's what, like six months, I believe, after the conclusion of Persona Five. Not yes. to be it is, does that. It's weird because it doesn't have anything to do with Royal. They're they're, you know, assuming that didn't happen. I don't know what's going on with that. But so I my biggest fear was this was going to be like um, Dragon Quest Heroes, which. Is one of my favorite, you know, Dragon Quest is one of my favorite games, and they made a warrior style offshoot, but it was kind of hot, hot garbage. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I downloaded one of those just to try it out before I buy it, type thing, and yeah. it just it was kind of slow for yeah. a warriors type game, super slow. Which I didn't think you could get slower than turn based, but they managed to with an action system. <laughs> which I mean, you know. When we played, uh, 
Hyper Dimension Neptunia U Action Unleashed. God, it's such a mouthful. Mm. When we played that, it's a little bit of a slower hack and slash, but I expected that because it's a double A game. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. fully funded like Square Enix can do. And then, uh, yeah, when I played the the Dragon Warriors game or, or what was it? What was it? Dragon Quest Heroes is what they called. Yeah, right? well, there's yeah. they made two of them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So obviously, people liked it enough to warrant a sequel. Though I say that, and then we got three thirteens. So. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I did like the way you uh, call it uh, Hyper Dimension Utopia more than a mouthful. That is a perfect description for those games. Yeah, every <laughs> single one, except maybe like S- Super Neptunia RPG. Like that's the easiest one to say, probably. Oh no, you it's... didn't get you didn't get my innuendo there. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, no, I got you now. I got you now. Yeah, especially <laughs> Vert. I thought I was on one of those podcasts that we could make those kind of jokes. You're you're right. You're right. Big old titty. There you go. Now <laughs> now I know where I am. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, especially Vert in that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, for sure. And with you know one of the funny things I know you don't have much experience in them. One of the funny things in that game is uh, Noir who rep or not Noir. I'm sorry. Uh, Blonde who represents the Nintendo mm-hmm. series. Uh, they always get on her for not having that much of a chest but she tries hard right Aww. which i i always equate it to like a gpu power you know okay. what i mean like yeah like, uh, vert represents xbox so she's the bustiest of the the crew and noir gets <laughs> or not noir damn it i keep saying that noir represents playstation blonde gets oh. so mad mm. when you try to t- tell her that like what do you mean? I'm just I'm just as good. I don't need him. Blah blah blah. <laughs> oh wow! No, I, it is a series. Like I said, I, I think we were talking the other day. Like I know I had this on my Vita, um, the one that they're re remaking. However you say that. Um, so yeah, I, I I got a few hours into it, but my Vita is. I don't know if anybody else has this problem, but like I can't get the thing to charge with the cable. Like the charge port is super loose, and. I've actually opened my Vita up to try to, like, tighten all that going on. It's just, I don't know. I, I do more harm than good when I do stuff like that, though. I know how you feel there, man. I have this uh, Xbox controller that I took apart just because one of the buttons was sticking. Mm-hmm. And when I took it and I pulled the faceplate off, like, all of the buttons fell out of it. So I then had to <laughs> oh, put, no. it, put, it, put it all back together. And <laughs> I got it to work. Uh, the controller still st- sticks a little bit, but not as bad as before. That's not good. That's not what you want to do. <laughs> I ended up just ordering a new controller because I was like, well, this is the last time I spend $20 on a controller. I'm going to actually get, get one that's decent. <laughs> you get what you pay for. Exactly. <laughs> now, going back to something that I had said earlier, because uh, with there being three thirteens, now obviously we're going to eventually dive into those um, for the show. And I think I I'm only sorry. Own, <laughs> I only own the first one, so... You know, if I don't like it, I'm not going to spend the money on the other two. But please, I'll save you some money. Don't. But <laughs> whenever I wrapped up twelve last night, mm-hmm. I was like, "This could have been a game that would have been better expanded than thirteen, in my opinion, from what I've played of 13. I like absolutely. This- I mean, of course, they made the DS offshoot, but um, yeah, there was more stories that could have been told in a world that people actually cared about and wanted to visit. Yeah. And honestly, it probably won't happen anytime soon, but in my lifetime, I would love to see this get the 7 remake treatment because I feel like there's so much room to expand on the story because there's a lot going on with the Empire and then mm-hmm. the the Resistance, and you never really 
it never really flushes that out deeply. No, that I mean, could have been a complete side story that would have been great to explore. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, what so? What was your first experience with twelve? I'm I'm glad you asked because that's where I was going to go with this anyway. So you know, obviously, you're talking about the Zodiac Age, which mm-hmm. is its perfect form. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not I, not how I originally played it. <laughs> no, okay. So I, at least we're on the same basis. There's you know back on the PS2 when it first comes out. Um, you know, I'm assuming day one. I probably stood in line at GameStop or whatever to to get that. <laughs> So, you know, with 12, it's such an interesting title. So if you got your PlayStation 2 and it's getting near the end of the life of it, 10 is such a great game. Uh, do we agree on that part? Oh, 10's fantastic. Good, good. So then 11 comes out. <laughs> and nobody knows what a console MMO is. Uh, we barely know what it is as far as a PC goes, at least, you know, console players like myself. And w- you couldn't help but feel alienated because... That was my first real experience with it. I didn't want to get into. It. I didn't want to pay for a game of each month, and you know, internet wasn't that great back then anyway. So, yeah, you know, we, you're already feeling a little on the fence. Then twelve comes out, and as a turn-based, you know, aficionado, you could tell it wasn't, but you didn't know what it was either. <laughs> it's such yeah. a weird battle system. It was very uh, MMO-esque. Like, I played 11, but I, so because back then I had a character on a buddy's account, so I would, like, pay his dad the $3 or whatever it was <laughs> for the extra character nice. a month. But, so I was used to that kind of thing, and l- let me go ahead and say, if you never played that, uh, just real quick, Final Fantasy 11 has, or had, it's a little better about it these days, it had no respect for player's time. Mm, that's not None. good. None. And you could die, and you would lose experience. So like you could level up, and then die, and level down. Oh, one of those games. Yeah, it was brutal. But anyway, it continues it. But yeah, so I mean, I'll be honest. When I first played Twelve, I don't think I really liked it. Um, I tried, and I'm I'm very guilty of this. Uh, in general, is I want to play a game the way I kind of like to, and then I learn how to play it and how the game wants you to be played. <laughs> are two different things. And so yeah, for sure. when, when I'm first putting it, I'm trying to play it like a turn-based RPG. I'm inputting everything manually. And of course it's way too fast to do that. You have oh, to do the same thing. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> you just end up dying because it has to auto attack. You have to set up, you have to spend hours setting up your gambits. And Absolutely. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> and when so I, it, when it I, gave a bad experience. Yeah, when I first played this, um, I didn't even get what the gambits were because I was young, mm-hmm. um, probably old enough to have known. Because I mean, if this came out in two thousand six, then I was fourteen. Okay, when it came out, so I probably played it around fourteen or fifteen. But I didn't realize that how useful the gambits were until probably my second or third playthrough of the game. Oh wow! Other, other than and but take it, I never beat it back then either because I would always get to a point and be like, <laughs> all right, this game is far too hard. It is. It is impossible to play without the game playing for you, which, you know, you you say that, and it's like, well, that doesn't sound like much fun. But then, so you set your gambits up for your basic stuff, and then you get to control the fun stuff, right? (laughs) That's the way I kind of finally accepted it. And, uh, you know, I I would do all the magic, or if it wasn't, you know, a flying enemy that you had to auto-attack. But as you really accept it, 
and get into it, the story is what really brings you into it. it is, I mean, it's been said many times before. It is Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that, that was brought <laughs> home to me by, like, the closing of the game. Uh, the, one of the last cutscenes is this big sky battle between these airships and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is totally Star Wars. Yes, in the best possible way, you know, in a medieval-type setting, which, you know, Final Fantasy has gone back and forth several times between futuristic and old-school uh, you know, if you, if you go old school back with nine, it kind of went a weird place with ten. But this one felt more like the old ones did, and I loved it because of that. It, it looked the part, it played it, had a lovable cast of characters. It back then it did feel like it forced Vaughn as the main character on you, which nobody liked. But because the other characters are just so much better. Yeah, yeah. Now I I liked Vaughn. Uh, growing up now these days or when I played it this time I could take him or leave him like yeah. I knew that like his place in the story really isn't an important one he's kind of just there yeah but he's kind of just the facilitator of the beginning of it I guess I, I read some, some article that was saying that Vaughn and Pinello were actually like shoehorned in after they had come up with most of the story because they wanted the kids of Shibuya and Akihabara mm -hmm to have a relatable character to play as, so they created the younger characters. <laughs> so they gave him a couple street rats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I mean, if you just get the four, if you take those two out and you just got four, that wouldn't be enough. So, and you, know, and you talk about a game with six playable characters by Final Fantasy standards, that's pretty small. Yeah, absolutely. And But, you know, the, uh, one thing I like is that this game went back to some of the earlier Final Fantasies uh, I'll, I'll use the word tropes, but I don't mean that in a negative connotation um, of having political intrigue mm. in a very political based story where it seems like uh, some of that has been lost in certain the cer certain of the Final Fantasy games. Like, I don't think 10 was very political. No, it was um, more religion based. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, 13, I really don't know much about 13. I, like I said, I played a little bit of it on PS3, but that was about it. 12 to um, me felt like six. In terms of, you know, your empire, your resistance, um, royalty, uh, how they all mingle together with, you know, regular everyday people. So uh, in my mind, and that's probably why I end up loving 12 as much as I did, because 6 is my, you know, second favorite game of all time. I uh, recently added 6 to the list. Oh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to finally, uh, or one day, dive into that. <laughs> one of these days. And I, I don't know how that's going to work, you know. Playing it as a 12-year-old on the Super Nintendo with those graphics is one thing. <laughs> Playing it as a whatever-year-old in 2021 <laughs> with those graphics may not quite have the same pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I think the uh, the one on Steam that I got is like an updated graphics version, but it's nice. not like HD-ified. Like, I know there's a lot of people hoping that maybe one day uh, Final Fantasy VI will get a remaster in the... Uh, vein of Octopath Traveler, which I think would be pretty cool, actually. If they're going to do it, that's how they need to do it. I don't want to see a full remake treatment. Yeah, I uh, I don't think it would work the same as like Trials of Mana did, which did translate pretty well. But I don't think Trials. Well, actually, I know for a fact, at least over here, Trials of Mana is nowhere near as beloved because it didn't get released over here. Exactly, we missed out on that the first time, so we only yeah. got it recently, which was 
I still need to get into that. It looks awesome. But what? So when you started off playing back in the day, you also were kind of the same way. Like you didn't necessarily love it. You you said you just didn't beat it at all back then. Yeah, it's not that I didn't love it because I really did enjoy it. I just would get to a certain point and fall off. Like uh, I want to say I would get to I, I my memory when I was playing through this time. It it was actually like I played more of it than I thought. Okay. I think when I was younger, I had gotten to Gear of Vagan, which is like uh, going into the Great Crystal. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think that's where I would always fall off is trying to navigate that because I didn't have a map back then. And that's the one that doesn't have one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, like I had to this time running through there, I pulled up on my second monitor like a map of the place. Okay. <laughs> so I, could, so I, I still played through with the... Even this last time playing through it, I didn't have anything. In my opinion, that is one of the worst dungeons in JRPG history because of that. Oh, it's brutal. It's, it's brutal. So and, ha- and having the, like, you have to flip a switch and then run to try to find the gate to touch in the right time. Oh, my and goodness. They if just, you touch the wrong gate, then you got to do it all over again. They they did not hold back on that one. The rest of the game is is relatively mild. You know, it's got plenty of... You know, mini maps, full maps. You can tell where you're going. It might be, it might have some difficulty spikes, but nothing like that. Yeah, for sure. Now, have you played the Zodiac Age? Oh yeah, yeah. I got it. Uh, I guess when it came out, I was very much looking forward to playing through that again. So what? Two years ago, when it re-released, I can't quite remember. But uh, this says release date July 11th, 2017. Oh gosh, my time is way off. So yeah, that's when I got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, time flies these days. No kidding. Except uh, maybe last year. Last year dragged, but <laughs> um, last year was like I, five years. I really like the uh, the classes being added to it. It kind of gives the characters a little more structure. You kind of yeah. can't have a party full of jack of all trades. No, you definitely need to have specialized roles, but you can really dig into them more. I like. I think we were talking about like you. You completely changed Balthier into a completely different person, whereas I. Th- I left him as kind of what he was and didn't use him as except for if everybody else is dead type of deal. Yeah. Um, I, I love that uh, playability and you can just have this awesome team of exactly what you want. Yeah. To, to put it in perspective, uh, that last fight with Vane before he like does his transformations and stuff mm-hmm. uh, took me. Well, actually, between, actually, I'll put it this way. Uh, I beat Vane, and then I beat Vane turning into Nethosite Vane thing, and then I beat that cannon all in about five minutes. Wow. Yeah, you like, definitely were doing something right then. Yeah, well, all my <laughs> characters were max level. Um, gotcha. All of their, I had all of their license. Okay. Like, I spent a lot of time grinding. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and, I, I was nowhere near that. But I, I, I had it in my mind determined to uh, beat all of the, the side quests and no, not the side quests, I'm sorry, the hunts. Mm-hmm. I tried to do all the side quests, but I started too late and realized I missed half of them. Okay. Because this is one of those games, it's like, if you don't talk to everybody, you're going to miss quests because they don't, there's no exclamation point like, hey, this person has a quest for you. It's not like that at all. No, some of the hard, and I, if, I remember when I was playing it, I didn't get to do some of the hunts, like you were talking about Ultima, was it like a rank six or something? Um, yeah, way up there. Way up there. Whatever it was, I could not. I was able to beat the game, but I couldn't beat like the the top ranked hunts. So you definitely went above and beyond on the leveling hub. Yeah the uh, the last hunt that I did was 
Yeasmat. Okay. I think that's how you say it. I, I have Who no knows? idea how to actually pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing had like 50-something million HP. Grave. <laughs> on, on, on four times speed with all my gambits set up, it still took me like 10 minutes to kill it. Wow. And the only thing that worked was that I had everybody's gambit to throw a phoenix down. And it mm -hmm. was like, because I know that items are quicker than magic. So yes. I'm like, I stocked up on Phoenix Downs and I stocked up on X Potions. I had 99 of each. Oh, yes. And uh, at the end of the fight, I had, I think, 27 Phoenix Downs and about 10 X Potions left. Wow. It's so weird how they do that auto. I guess, especially like four times speed. That'd be incredible. I never played games like that. But yeah, that was, especially against Vayne. Yeah. That's where you had you stocked up all those X potions the entire game for that fight because it was I mean obviously it wasn't that difficult for you but that was a pretty tough fight and of course it would not be a JRPG until you fought God right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's it seems that's like it always leads to you fighting some sort of God <laughs> just a normal dude long hair you know uh, but then he gets all buff and yeah goes into God mode so <laughs> that's. <laughs> It was bound you know, to happen. I had this thought last night. I'm like, how come we've never gotten a JRPG where the main or the main villain is somebody like Vaughn, right? Where you just don't expect it coming. But then I sat there and I thought about it, and I'm like, well, I guess Persona Five kind of did that in a way. Yeah, not not quite to the same extent because even I mean, I never liked him. But <laughs> I guess Vaughn, you didn't like him either, and he could have turned into a bad guy. I see what you're saying there. <laughs> But yeah, somebody that's uh, in your in your party and then betrays you and ends up being the bad guy. That's that's pretty cool stuff. Was it wasn't it Persona Five that I guessed about uh, that particular character and you were like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, you, you you totally nailed it, and I didn't want to ruin it for you. I, I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> yeah, I think I did that in four too. I'm like, I bet it's this dude. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. totally got four, and that was <laughs> and, that was extremely well done because that one caught me by surprise. Well, I I, th I don't think I th man, I'm getting tongue tied. I think I only thought that in four because I had already played five, and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I can kind of see where this is going based on knowledge from five. So, yeah, I can see that. It was a little more of a shocker the first time you played four. Oh yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine going into it blind. I <laughs> I would have personally probably thought it was Teddy himself. That was what you were assuming kind of the whole time was there was some sort of dark side to Teddy and he was going to end up being being the bad guy somehow. Not like willingly, but just had to be type of thing. Yeah, yeah. and now he just ends up being some creepy dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love him to death, but he's very creepy. He he is. So who was your, uh, I think you told me uh, in message, but so who was your main party that you rolled with um, ultimately? Uh, so when I went into the final battle, I was using, uh, Balthier, Bosch, and Ash. Nice. Um, but like I said, I, I took the time to level everybody up, so it was kind of interchangeable. Um, Balthier and Bosch both, uh, just did insane amounts of damage. If I would use, uh, the technique, I wanted to call it a link, uh, a link break for some reason. I'm like, that's not right at all. <laughs> link break's not even a thing. Um, no, that's like trails talk there. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the technique exposed, which lowers their defense. Okay. And the, the Zodiac Age takes away the damage cap. Like, you don't max out at 9999. 
Jeez. So <laughs> both year sometimes we're hitting these bosses for like twenty thousand a hit. Wow. Because he had a great sword, and I had all of the things pumped into giving him uh, extra battle damage. Okay. And just the, the combo that I gave him, which was uh, Knight and Bushi, which Bushi is Samurai. Okay. And just those combined, whew, he was he was gnarly. All I remember is, is Bosch was my main tank, and like I give him a hammer, and he would just hit people like four and five times and just wail on people. <laughs> it was so much fun to watch. Oh, Speaking of hitting four or five times, I did take the time to steal... Um, all of the Genji armor from uh, uh, what's, what's from the judges Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. No, Gilgamesh. Okay. Yeah, Gilgamesh. Um, That's I awesome. I haven't done the trial mode yet, but I've been meaning to go and check that out too, because apparently you can get a lot of good gear from that. Yeah, I don't think I checked. I checked that out. I think I just beat it, and that was on to the next one type of deal, which is what I usually do with games. I'm very bad. Like I, I think I talked about in the, that one last mailbag. Like they're like, you know, what's which game do you want to go back and replay, or how do you do it? I was like, I usually beat a game, and I'm done with it. Like, I don't replay games very often or, or do extra stuff. I'm, I don't know what that is. I, you know, I guess your thing is you don't beat games. And my, yeah. <laughs> my thing is I'm a complete, I just get done with it. I don't care about, you know, platinums or doing all the extra side stuff. I just kind of want to be on to the next one a lot of times. Yeah, I, uh, I can't say I blame you. I know, I think it's Eric from Factory Sealed is says that too that like if he plays a game and he beats it then he's like well i'm done with that even if dlc comes out he's like well i don't really know if i feel like going back and playing that i mean it would have to take i guess special dlc to get you Mm -hmm. guys to go and play another round of it yeah i mean there's a few of them that i have obviously with zodiac age i played the game again so it's not like it's impossible but i don't know it's just something as us as gamers usually i've got something you know coming in the mail another game to, and where i stream them now it's, it's like i almost need to do that i guess it's a weird it's a weird thing i don't like being uh like feeling like forced to do something but that's what i want to do as well yeah well i mean dude i mean if, it, if it's what you enjoy you know what i mean like and mm-hmm. i don't know it is enjoyable like uh, you've even popped on there a couple times to uh mm-hmm. the comment it, it, there's always some crazy conversation either about the game or jrpgs or we get off topic every once in a while, but it's kind of fun just sit there relaxing at the end of the night and talking with some you know like-minded individuals. Yeah, I think uh, last time I popped in, people were discussing Dark Souls. Oh yeah, I, I banned them all immediately from the room. <laughs> <laughs> There's a a big a big plot by our buddy Hans to get you to play some Dark Souls, man. It, it's it's going to be one of those uh, let's play torture segments, I believe, but. Um, it'll happen one of these days. Like I said, I've, once I get the PS3 running, I've got, which one is it? Not Dark Souls. What's the other? Demon Souls. I've got it on PS3, so I could do one of those type of deals. Just got to get, Ooh. you know, all the things working right. I've heard that uh, Demon Souls is even harder, so I wish you luck, good sir. Sweet. That's exactly <laughs> what I want to hear. Yeah, that's the game that started it all. <laughs> so, if you... Uh, if you had to say, um, besides JRPGs, mm-hmm. um, what are some of your favorite Western RPGs? Because I know we've got a bunch of those on the list, too. There's one. <laughs> oh, okay. W- w- what is it? It's Dragon Age. That's the only other series that I really care about. I got in with two and Origins and then um, Inquisition, right? Yeah. yeah. Nobody expects a Spanish Inquisition. Uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I adore... 
the storytelling in those games. The the battle system is pretty good. I wouldn't say it's great, but like the choices that you can make in those games, um, in particular with the, with the last one, the graphics are phenomenal as well. But that's it. Like I want to get in. I've got Witcher three, so it's going to be one of those eventually that I do. But I could care less about any other Western RPGs. Yeah, I know you're not an Elder Scrolls fan. Um, I will say, dude, The Witcher Three is phenomenal. If you like good storytelling, you're whenever you finally decide to chip into that, I think you'll really enjoy it. I I never heard a single person talk ill of it, and <laughs> I've I know it's not connected. They're more, they're based on the books, but I did watch the Netflix series and loved every second of that. So. I can only oh, imagine. It was so that. good. <laughs> that wow. was such a good show. It, it really was, and they really need season two to come out as soon as possible. Yes, please. I've I've been waiting with bated breath. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, Dragon Age is really really good. I also uh, the first one that I played was two. Okay. Yeah. That was and so then good. Uh, everyone see. I think it's really good too, and that seems to be like a decisive opinion on the internet. Is people love it or they absolutely hate it? Really, I thought the division and, was with Inquisition that most people oh, didn't that, like it. Uh, oh, there's that too. Every okay. everyone comp- they compare them both to Origins, and it's hmm. like I don't know. Game series evolve over time, and from what I played of Origins, it's fun. But I I thought that the combat in two was way smoother. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I think yeah. people were upset because a lot of two takes place in one big city. Okay. Yeah. You know, whereas I, like the other games, you're exploring different regions and stuff. I, which... I I get that. I like I didn't like any one more than the other. I enjoyed them all pretty equally. Um, of course, that was back on you know PS3. So we're talking. It's been a while, but yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I I really I don't. Is there any other ones you would? I mean, I know you're an Elder Scrolls guys, but I'm, I'm, that's not going to happen. So, uh. <laughs> well, I'm curious if you like Dragon Age. Did you ever give Mass Effect a try? I did not. I like Mass Effect and Fallout, like those shooter hybrid games. I really have no interest in. Like, I don't, I won't even play like Valkyria Chronicles. So, that just oh, doesn't funny. do anything for me. It's funny you mention that. I just had a buddy of mine uh, give me Valkyria Chronicles four because he had an extra code for it. Okay. So <laughs> I, I've um, heard that game is worth giving away, so that might be why. <laughs> it's a possibility. The other know. ones were like much the, better, from my understanding. I like the art style. Yeah, the um, art's beautiful. I love it other, too. Other than that, I really don't know much about it. But no, I just I don't like. I think I tried uh, Fallout Three for about five minutes and was shooting things and body parts for damage. Like, no, nah, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not for everybody. I'll give you that. Um, some some Western RPG. Well, I think it's a Japanese-made game, but it's like a Western RPG. Have you tried Dragon's Dogma? Yeah, oh yeah. I I don't know if you. I guess you haven't heard me gush about my love for Dragon's Dogma. I played oh, I guess it. I have not. Yeah, I played it on PS3 and then bought it again on PS4 and loved it. I that game is so much fun. Yeah, I I really I have enjoyed the time I put in with it on PS3. Uh, another one of those games that I never beat, but it's because I would just roam around and <laughs> kill stuff and i remember it, the fast traveling system being very much a pain in the ass in that game <laughs> it it was yeah you and your pawn out there just roaming around for ages it gets dark and it gets scary like i love those type of games where you really get that sense of danger and very few games i think are able to pull that off 
Yeah, absolutely. And when you have a giant troll coming at you and you have to climb <laughs> up him to kill him, yeah, it, it could put you into some danger. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I was going to say, the only knock on that game is it, it is a bit fugly, but I like the gameplay enough to where I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. There's, It's got some weird character animations to it, <laughs> especially like when you're recruiting other people's pawns. Like Some oh. people just make them look absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but that's part of the humor. But I mean, yeah, I mean, just the, the textures are a little bit muddy at times and a lot of browns and, you know, just not not the best looking game ever, but I, I never held that against it. Yeah, but it's not something I would have expected from Capcom really either. Not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other... RP, uh, Fable is really good. The Fable series. Although I'm sure I'm sure you've had to have played at least one of them, right? I think it was Fable 2 when I had an Xbox for a minute. And that, would, that actually was a lot of fun. Like breaking into people's houses and getting arrested. That's always good times. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm used to being allowed to just have free reign in people's houses and loot them. And now people call the cops on me. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> well, you'll you'll like The Witcher because you can take anything that's not bolted down, really, in that game. Okay, um, uh, and I will. So, <laughs> the other series that I think I would suggest to you um, would probably be Divinity. Okay, and I certain Divinities, like maybe Original Sin, Original Sin Two, um, and I personally love Divinity Two Eco Draconis is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, I think it's Divinity 2 Developer's Cut is the one that you can get. Um, the cool mechanic to this game for me is that you get this part of you that can, t- like, I guess you're like, not like Dragonborn, but almost like that. Where, like, basically, you can run at a certain point in the game and jump off a cliff and hit a button, and your dude does a flip in the air and turns into a dragon, and then you what? can fly. What? That sounds awesome. It's wicked. <laughs> That's not what I expect in that type of game. So that's pretty cool. And it's one of the uh, better stories in a game that I've played uh, with a, a twist that you most definitely will not see coming. Okay. Even, even if um, I tell you there's a twist, you still won't see it coming. <laughs> I've got a, a buddy of mine, and he's like-minded with us in JRPGs, and I think that was his most played game of last year, even more than like Remake. I mean, he put a ton of time in it, but it was like, 200 hours or something into that game. I was like, good grief. I didn't think it was that long, but. Which one know. did he play? Uh, original I think it was, Sin? T- I think it was, t- whatever's, is that on place or PS4? Uh, the ones on PS4 would be uh, Div- Original Sin 1 and 2. So if he was okay. playing Original Sin 2, I don't blame him because that's the I think type that's of what game it is. that you can play over and over with different play styles. And I, may, uh, I may give that one a shot if I see it, um, see it on sale somewhere. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to keep you too long, man. So I'll ask you. In your pantheon of Final Fantasy games, where do you think 12 would fall for you? I think it deserves to be near the top. Um, for for me, it's it's 6, obviously, is number 1. And then I kind of got 9 and 10, probably just above 12. But it it's top 5 easy for me. Um, like I said, I, it, for, it, it surprised me so much because I did not like it at first. And the more time you put into it and the more you allow the game <laughs> to play how it's supposed to be played it is a romp if you got to get over the auto attack stuff and that was hard for me to do at first um but once yeah. you get your gambit set up and you allow the story to be experienced and like going into the the caves uh the what was that city called um well uh, you got 
Jahara near the uh, they're talking about the Zaturnian caverns. Yeah, I mean, just all of like they the caves feel like caves, and <laughs> you oh, know yeah. the desert. You feel like you're you're really out in the desert. Like they did a great job with the environments, the forest levels. You you, you feel like you can get lost in there forever. I mean. You go around a bend and there's a great marble staring you in the eye and it's about to spew all over you. Like that and game was thing, great. <laughs> and one thing that I try to remember too is that when I'm watching these quickenings and these summons, I'm like, dude, uh-huh. this was a this was a PS2 game. Yeah. Like that's really impressive for being PS2. Yeah, I mean, as good as Zodiac Age looks, it was a very good looking PS2 game. Uh, obviously it came out near the end. I, I think even PS3 had launch or was about to launch when that one came out yeah i um, think it was a few months out from launching yeah yeah so it, a lot of time they're like hey maybe it should have been pushed back to ps3 i'm glad they didn't and of course the architecture was so different between those systems they couldn't have done that but i had a great time with it i even had like the special edition for a minute um and, you know it was <laughs> it was a very beloved beloved title and and every bit i i've seen people hate on it and I don't understand that, and I can only assume that they were like me at first, and they didn't give it a, sh- a proper chance because it, it's yeah. easily top five. I totally agree. Uh, I know Ryan would tell you that this game was slowly climbing to being his favorite because how much he loves Star Wars and how much it reminded him of Star Wars. <laughs> That's really interesting. Like, I mean, obviously the parallels are there, and I can see somebody saying that. I, I, I think that's maybe if we come in later in the series, you would say, uh, and it, it's so good because that is the last great final fantasy that we've gotten. Um, 14, not excluded because it is an MMO, but so much better than the games that came after it. It's not even funny. Yeah. And we can only hold out hope for 16. Well, I will end <laughs> on this, sir. And okay. I will, I will, I'm going to say it dirty, but I'll let you clean it up a little bit if you'd like. Okay. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill Fran. Ash Pinello, what you got? Uh, but okay, rephrase it. How do somebody I need okay. to get rid of? Yeah, if you got a, uh, you go if you you want to bang one, you want to marry one, and gotcha. one you just want to you could get rid of. Oh no, no, it's it's um, you're definitely banging Fran because you can't bring home a rabbit lady to mom and dad. Um, okay. <laughs> and Pinello was it was definitely the homebody that you would you'd settle down with and Vaughn. You know who cares. True enough. True enough. <laughs> but I thought Fran was a great character. The more she got like loosened up, it was like, wow, that's I'm I'm glad that they brought like a different race, you know, into the party and they give a whole different experience. Yeah. Uh I was really excited for people who were big fans of twelve when they added Viera to the uh, for, uh Final Fantasy fourteen races. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The the only issue with the uh, the Viera and then they added the Hrothgar, which are basically like Kimari's race mm-hmm. uh, from ten. The only problem with them is a lot of helmets like don't work with them, so like they just don't show the helmet animations, and you oh. can't really change hairstyles for those okay. characters. So yeah. you re- like you'll see Viera and Hrothgar in the game, but you don't see them as often as you would see the other races because people like to what they call glamour, make themselves look cool. I see. So, so it's it's not one of those games where you can equip a helmet but just not show it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll okay. you'll have the helmet equipped. It's just they won't show on your character because I see. they didn't animate it or whatever. Well, no, I do that with a lot of games, so that, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Certain games I like to see you know see your face. That's one thing about Skyrim. I wish you could equip a, a helmet that was invisible if you wanted, so you could have your character's face. Yeah, or like you know you could do that 
in and out of battle, something like that. Um, Because it would be kind of cool to have it when you're going up against an enemy, but if you're walking around town, you kind of look just silly. Yeah, if somebody comments on how handsome you are and you're just like wearing an orcish helmet, you're just like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I'm real handsome. (laughs) That's correct. You are right. (laughs) Uh, Well, all right, brother man. I appreciate you coming on and talking to me about this. Um, Everybody, again, go check out the JRPG Report podcast every week. Uh, Drops on Thursdays? That's correct. Yeah, about and sometime in the afternoon, I usually get around to it. Yeah, and then every every once in a while, you might catch me on a Sunday special or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, you were on there last week with our big Nintendo Direct show, so that was we had a lot of fun doing that. And yeah, every couple months or so, I bring you on and we we just chat about uh, the greatest genre of all time, right? Absolutely, man. (laughs) There's, There's nothing that I love more and. Ryan hates walls of text, so he's got a long ride ahead of him, sir. Oh, man. Yeah, he's in for it. <laughs> but, all right, man. I really appreciate it, brother. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, Dalton, and uh, I will talk to you again soon. All right. Now I'm going to throw back to my future self now. Peace. Future self. We were time travelers. All right, we're supposed to be back now, but I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what that felt like? Do you remember that episode of Seinfeld when Kramer's got the Merv Griffin set in his like in his apartment, and he just tells them, "All right, after this commercial break," and they're like, "There's no one there," and they're just sitting there, and Kramer like reaches down, sips his coke, eats some chips, and he's like, "All right, we're back." <laughs> That's what that felt like. But yeah, we are uh, we are back here, and uh, I want to thank James again for coming on and doing the interview. Um, I know you had no power. So you weren't able to do much of anything uh, yesterday, but we uh, we appreciate him coming on. Check out the JRPG report. He's the man. Uh, he's a funny dude. He the JRPG report is safe for you to listen to around your children. Keep us for nighttime. Listen to the JRPG report during the day because it's good, clean family fun, and you will get all the news that you need about any of the JRPG stuff or stuff coming out of Japan that you might be interested in. So, good sir, Final Fantasy twelve. I rolled credits on it. I know you didn't quite get there. No, I didn't make it much further than where we left off last episode, unfortunately. Well, getting I mean, that's what happens work. when you have work and two kids and a life. Yeah, a couple 13-hour days and two kids, you know. It gets, it gets there, but soon taxes are coming back. You know what that means. I'm going to have a shiny new PC to play with, and yeah, that's Man. probably going to entice me to do some more stuff. Real quick, RIP John Huber, because anytime I hear, you know what that means now, it just makes me sad. Yeah, <laughs> it does, it does. Um, quickly, before we get into what we thought about the ending, or what I thought about the ending of Final Fantasy XII and your kind of thoughts on it, shout out to our Patreon, the COG, Mr. Nate, uh, I forgot to give him a shout out at the last episode because this is new oh. to me and I felt really bad about it. He told me he didn't even notice, but I noticed. So I'm going to give you a shout out now and I'm going to give you a shout out at the end of the episode because yeah. you the man, you the man, Nate. Um, so I think last time we wrapped up, I was talking about that. I was going to go ahead and try to do all the hunts. I did. I got every hunt done. Everyone. And Damn. brother, let me fucking tell you. Um, the last one took me to have to go and get all of my characters to max level. 
by the time I was done, wow. all of my characters were not level 99. Um, I had all of their license. Like, I got every license on both their boards. Uh, I got all of the espers and the side espers. Wow. Uh, or not side espers, but the optional optional espers. Um, I had them all, and I did all of the hunts. Um, the final hunt is called Ye- Yazmat. Yazmat? I know I talked about this with James, but the listeners can bear with me for a minute. Like, Yazmat. And, uh, dude, this thing had, I think, like 56 million health. 53 million health, something like that. It had its life bar, and then it had, like, 30 life bars under it. Jesus Christ. So, that fight... Now, I had my gambit set up to where I wasn't I wasn't worried about it. Like, as soon as somebody died, the other two, one of them was throwing a phoenix down and getting them rezzed immediately, right? So, yeah. I had a YouTube video up. Uh, I think I was watching Chris Davis on YouTube uh, do, like, a review of Elder Scrolls or something. I don't remember. But it was, like, a long lore filled type video and gameplay and uh i put it on four times speed and just let the game play for that boss fight right mm-hmm. 20 over 20 minutes wow on four times speed <laughs> wow it took for this boss to fucking die and uh and a couple times i had to reach over and grab the controller and because all of my people had died so i had to switch somebody in and then get some resin going so then i had my people back up um wow while that took a long time uh, i did have the yagyu dark blade which is a special weapon that you can find inside of um the great crystal when you're going through that shit uh which is my least favorite part of the game i remembered that was the point what well i'll get there in a second i'll get there in a second um but so as hard as that fight was even though i had the dark blade that did more damage to it and then i had the genji glow i had the whole genji armor set that i had stolen from Gilgamesh. God, that's the you know, I forgot his name when I was doing the thing with James too. Gilgamesh. <laughs> and uh went and fought the Omega. I think it's like the Omega Mark 12 is what it's called. It's the hardest side boss in the game. I ran to it once in the Great Crystal cuz it's buried deep in the Great Crystal. And it was yeah. just standing there and I ran around it and nothing happened and I left. Waited till I got a little bit later in the game. Ran back to it. It was just sitting there and I ran around it. Nothing happened. So at this point I'm like, "All right, Fool me once, fool me twice. Now I'm fucking looking it up. So you had to beat all of the hunts and then accept Yizmat as your final, accept the final hunt. And then once you did that, you could go fight Omega. So I went ahead and killed Yizmat, uh, took care of that, finished all the hunts, got the trophy, yada, yada, yada. Then I went to Omega Mark again. And when I walked into his zone, he was standing up ready to go. And this fight took me 16 tries. Wow. At max level. Because wow. this fucking thing's got, when you get it down to maybe 20% health, you know, his life bar's about yay big. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts doing this move that would one-shot everybody. Wow. And my people couldn't keep up with healing enough to, or not, yeah, healing and uh, Phoenix Downs, just trying to do it. They couldn't, it would be like one would die, a Phoenix Down would get thrown. By the time that person rezzed up, the other two were dead. And then that person would throw a phoenix down, and then as that person rezzed, that person was dead. And it just became this cycle of using a phoenix downs, and then eventually he'd just kill everybody. Yeah. So I had to really think about how I was going to do this, right? So I thought the only thing that saved my ass is there is a spell in the game called Reverse. And when you cast that spell on your player, 
it switches healing and uh, damage. So like heals would hurt you and damage heals you. Mm-hmm. That is the only way I got through that last bit. I had a gambit set up, and I switched over. I switched it on whenever he got to like thirty percent health, mm-hmm. so that my mages would keep a reverse up on everybody. And I think I had a couple reverse moats that I had found throughout the game. So like I even tried to use those, and was able to beat him. Now I didn't get the achievement because I was playing offline because you were playing at the moment too, but. I want it to be known. I beat that motherfucker. I beat the hardest side boss in the game. God damn it. It took me 16 tries, but I beat it on the 17th. 16 tries. Yeah. The 17th try was my lucky number this time. So, after all of that, after all of that, I go to the final area, the Sky Fortress of Bahamut. Yeah. I go in. There's some cutscenes that play, and basically, like, Vane and uh, Larsa are standing there, and Vane tells you, basically, that he's going to have to kill you. You've gotten in his way. And then he tells Larsa to stand aside or join him or something. And then Vane turns and Larsa's got his sword pointed at Vane. And he's like, no, brother, I will not join you. I cannot back this cause. I loved Larsa's voice actor. I don't know who it was, but kudos to them. They did a really good job. So he joins you um, and then you have to fight Vane. Now, think about the, the two fights previous that I told you about. How long do you think it took me to beat Vane? Oh, man, it took you like... Five minutes. Ten seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ten seconds. I went in, it started, and my dudes ran in. Vaughn hit with a two-hit combo. Balthier had the Genji gloves, which makes you uh, attack combo more often. So yeah. I, r- I ran in. Bosch was hitting like a fucking madman because he had the, the Excalibur, which is the best two-handed sword. So he walks in, hits Vayne for like 20,000, right? Just boom. <laughs> Vaughn does a two-hit combo. Balthier does a four-hit combo. Larsa hits him. Bosch hits him again. Dead. Damn. Boss fight over, right? So then he... Because you don't have to take him all the way down. You take him to a certain point, and then it goes to a cutscene. And uh, he gets, like, overtaken with this nasty nethersite energy that you've been dealing with throughout the entire game. And he becomes Hulk Hogan vain. He's... Fucking <laughs> ultimate warrior jacked, like roided to the fucking gills, Lex Luger style, just bruh. And then you gotta fight him again. <laughs> and that took me about forty five seconds. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> You can write him up all you want. Vade's still a bitch. Yeah, still a bitch. And then you beat him and he goes walking out of the building and uh before you get to him you have to fight Gabranth again, which is Bosch's twin brother that did all mm-hmm. that shit in the beginning. And you basically realize that Gibranth isn't necessarily a bad dude. It's just he swore to protect Lord Larsa, so he would do anything to protect that family type thing, right? But then he realized Vane is a fucking psychopath and is attacking Larsa, so he tries to attack Vane, and Vane just whoosh, knocks his ass back uh and at that point is when, in the cutscene, Vaughn grabs this sword and just runs up like, yeah, and just nails Vane with it. And he goes flying down this fucking staircase. All, <laughs> even in his roided self, you know what I mean? He just goes flying down and lands. And uh, Bosch kneels down by his brother and is like, yeah, we'll be back for you. So then you go outside and Vane shows a cutscene of him walking and he's talking to Vinat, which is that weird ghostly thing that would be behind him. You know what I mean? And there's a yeah. whole... There's a whole uh, 
council, I'll call it, of those that uh, you guys go and meet with, and they tell you that you must destroy the dust, Don, Don Shard, Dusk Shard, one of the two. I think it's the Dusk Shard. That you must take yeah. this. They give you a new sword because you know you went and got the sword from that one dungeon where it was. She was supposed to hit the rock and didn't. But they give you a new sword, and they're like, "Use this, motherfucker, and this will help you." Um, so Vane's walk in, and he tells Vanat, "Like, I'm sorry, I failed you. Uh, I am no dynast king." You must find someone else to help you finish off your task, basically. And Fanat tells him, Oh no, you helped me far more than you know. Like, the the dust shard's destroyed now. The fate of man is back in man's hands. So, like, basically don't worry about it. We'll go out to, with this together. So they go and they take over this fucking massive cannon. I don't even know how to describe it. It's a big fucking huge cannon thing, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, this is the last boss. This is going to be fucking epic. And I beat it in like 35 seconds. Maybe maybe a minute. Because I was just so jacked up from doing all the fucking yeah. hard side questions. Because you maxed out your characters and the game's only like <laughs> buffed it to stop it like level 65 or yeah, some shit I like think that. The, I think the final boss was like level 60. Yeah, I just wrecked it. Yeah. R- absolutely wrecked it. Yeah. And it, But it was satisfying because it was like, <laughs> no, I earned that. I didn't yeah, cheat you did at all. by doing all of the I hunts and all the side quests. Yeah, you earned that. Yeah, uh, I would like to. Uh, spoiler: You would like to keep this on the list because you want to beat yeah. it at some point. I'm cool with that because I would like to replay through it and not miss all the side quests that I did miss because I missed a bunch before I started paying attention to them. Now the, yeah. the hunts are separate; you can do those at any time. But there are side quests that if you progress too far in the story, you miss you, the you opportunity. Can't complete them. You can start them, yeah. but you won't be able to complete them. Wow. In fact, there was a uh, there was one side quest with the the one the one you said was kitten. Mm-hmm. I got all the way to the last part. If I had to talk to her one more time, I'd have completed her quest, but I never got a chance to because I had gotten too far before I started it. Wow. So there's that. But uh, the ending cutscene is really really a cool one. Uh, very well animated. Um, Bosch has taken over Galbranth's position in guarding Lord Larsa, who is now. Uh, you know, presiding over that. Now that Vane's dead, he now is the ruler yeah. of the Empire. Uh, and you you get the idea that the Empire is much a much nicer thing now that Larsa is in charge. Like, he's not bloodthirsty. He was a very intelligent young man, if I do put it, well, <laughs> put it in a, that way. That's that's good. Um, he gets a letter. Or the letter, like, everything that you're hearing is supposedly a letter that was written to, I don't know if it was Larsa or Bosch, from Pinello. But Pinello yeah. is just like, you know, it's been a year since everything happened or six months and everything's back to normal and Robin asked her like it was before the war and before her parents died. Everything's back to normal. And uh she's got some tattoos on her arms of like these flower looking stuff. It looks badass. And I'm like, where was that during the rest of the game? Like she looks cool as shit. Right? Right. Uh so her and Vaughn are still there. Uh they said that they were taking care of the straw for a while which was the ship, the airship. Mm-hmm. And she said, but then we went in there one day and it was stolen. And then there was this floating crystal with a note. And unfortunately, uh, one of the mods I was using to up up-res the game made the uh, captions not work. So I didn't get to actually see what the translation was of this letter. Yeah. But it's it was implied that she was like, well, I guess you can't really steal it if you're the owner, huh? So like Balthier and Fran just like came and got their ship and left. <laughs> right, but they were like they trained Vaughn to be a sky pirate. They were all gonna go meet together. Vaughn's now got his own little airship. 
Um, and it shows Bosch reading the letter because Lady Ash misses him very much. <coughs> he becomes a baby sky pirate. Yeah, so, and I think there's a love thing between Bosch and uh, Ash. Yeah. So, it shows Bosch holding this ring. I think it was him holding this ring. And then he goes over to talk to Larsa, and then it flashes over to Ash, and she's standing there in, like, her royal get-up, and she opens her hand, and there's a ring in her hand. So oh. it, it made me think, oh, okay, there's probably a connection there. And that's basically the end. It's a happily ever after, right? So really cool ending. But my opinions on the story is that I hope in my lifetime this game gets the same treatment that Final Fantasy VII is getting right now, where they're doing the remake, but they're flushing out more of the story. Like, instead yeah. of the remake of Final Fantasy VII being the entire game, it's just Midgar, which is, like, part of one disc. Yeah. Because I think the story in twelve, while being pretty good, and it reminded me a lot of Star Wars, and, I mean, dude, there was an airship battle at the end of this cutscene that looked straight out of the Clone Wars. <laughs> it yeah. was fucking awesome. But I think the story could have been fleshed out more. Like, why was the Empire hated so much? I think we touched on that a little bit last week. Like, why, like, or, you know, go deeper into the stories of the characters and stuff. Like, I just hope that eventually that this game will get the credit that I think the credit is due for it. Because <coughs> this game's an outlier for a lot of people. Yeah. And a lot of people don't look at this fondly. Up. There's a lot of people who think that this is the game that started the death of Final Fantasy. You're, you're going to be waiting a while for a remaster of a remaster, but... I don't know why, like, people start, like, like you are saying that, people online are saying this was, like, the start of the death of Final Fantasy, like, from where I did get into this game, I really enjoyed it, I thought the storyline was actually really good, like, yeah, and, you know, it's, it's a thing where, uh, and I know, I know James would be upset to hear me say this, but, like, turn-based works, and I love turn-based games, don't get me wrong, but games have to evolve, I guess the exception for that would be Dragon Quest because that game <laughs> has been the same formula for years and it's fantastic, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But Final Fantasy chose to go a different way and I think that just very that really divided the fan base. And my yeah. response to that is if you want to play Final Fantasy games, then keep playing them. If you want to play a turn-based RPG, go play Dragon Quest. It's the same company, same quality. They're both fantastic series. It's just what are you looking for, you know? Yeah. <coughs> 12 is a great game. Um I would put it up there. It's like a single MMO. It's like a single player MMO. That's what it reminds me of as far as the battle. Yeah, style. no, that's definitely like what I got from like the very beginning of the game. I'm like, "Oh, this plays like an MMO." But yeah, they they took things from 11, I think, uh which was their first MMO and, you know, took ideas and put them into this and i think it worked really well i do yeah. um combat got repetitive to me at the end but i think it's because i was so high level that it was just more of a nuisance to run into fucking monsters than anything <laughs> yeah you're like god damn it this again it's like grinding through pokemon after you've already gone through like all the gyms and you have to hit the old routes again to complete your pokedex yes oh my god bro speaking of now listeners i'm going to trust you right now because i would like this not to get taken off the internet but fit girl has been releasing repacks of switch games bundled with a switch emulator oh and they work and it's fucking cool like i was playing pokemon on my pc 
and it was rad. <laughs> and it runs pretty smooth, too. Like, there's obviously it's new, so like, there are some graphical issues here and there. Um, yeah. Especially, usually in cutscenes, like, they'll kind of be glitchy. But the gameplay itself seems pretty fucking smooth, and uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, the, all of the games that I've gotten, and I'm not, I'm not just saying this, all of the games that have been out there uh, for download that I have gotten are games that I actually own. Yeah. Just to avoid any, any uh, issues, you know what I mean, <laughs> uh, in case they come up. But uh, Animal Crossing is another one that works. And even though I won't be able to go visit other people's islands, like I didn't do that much anyway. Yeah. Like I would visit yours if, like, if you know you needed some help or some fruits or anything, and vice versa. But for me, just like at you know four o'clock in the morning and I can't sleep, if I can just like load up Pokemon or. I mean, I could do that with the Switch, too, but, you know, it's just yeah, convenient. Yeah, you could just grab the Switch. Like, it is portable. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just convenient to have it all in on one little thing. Yeah, I get that. Um, So, since you completed 12, what would you... How many Moogles? I was going to say Moogles! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, I was gonna. I was about to say uh, Moogles. <laughs> So, how, yeah. how many how many goddamn chocobos would you rate this game? <laughs> how many damn chocobos? Uh, <laughs> I'd give it eight and a half. Eight and a half. Then? Eight and a half. Room for improvement, but damn good. Yeah, no, I that's exa- essentially what I would say. From where I'm through the game, I I'd probably put it at like a seven point seven five. Yeah, I really li- I liked the ending cutscene. I thought it was. Oh, a heartfelt little ending, and that definitely knocked it up a half a point for me. Um, Because some games' endings just kind of fall flat. You know what I mean? Don't really answer much. And now, if that's the theme of the game, then whatever, that's all good. But, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, But, I I do want to touch on the the Great Crystal, because you didn't get to it. Now, that that is the point in the game on the PS2, back when I was young, that I would always get up to, and say, you know what? Fuck this. And quit. Because it is a giant dungeon with multiple, 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 multiple rooms and paths. Mm-hmm. And it's real easy to get lost. Yeah. And this time, I did use a map. And that's how I was able to find everything I needed. But without the map, that's one of the worst fucking dungeon designs I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's why this game is not a higher rank. is because that particular dungeon sucks so much dick <laughs> and that's the place i ran in there three different times trying to find omega and like god and getting there's a pain in the ass and then once you get there you have to go through all these fucking tunnels and you have to go to certain areas to hit a switch and then <coughs> you have to run back to the gate that you need to touch in the time limit that they give you for the switch to be on and there's might be two gates and you have to decide which one you're going to open to open what path you want to go down dude it's hardcore <laughs> absolutely yeah. it's fucking terrible but everything after that was cool pharos was cool uh hunting ixion in the uh in there was pretty sweet i think it was pharos no that might have been the no 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 yeah yeah, yeah. i was in there because uh, i had the levels and then i did everything to go down to the very bottom and fight the shade seer which that was interesting it was a boss fight where it summoned the last four hunts that you had killed wow so like all the elite hunts they summoned those. You had to fight them one by one and then fight the Shade Seer. It was pretty intense. But by that point, it it was not bad for me because, you know. What if you had to do that last hunt all over again? Do what? 
If it's summoned like the last four hunts, it was the the very last hunt. Oh no no no! That was uh oh. this was the one before. You had to oh, beat gotcha. this one to be able to accept Yasmat. Yeah. And the story of Yasmat was cool because it was like Monteblanc, the guy that runs the guild, was just like, this thing killed my master, and the group of us split up and haven't been together since since it killed our master. Uh, and no one's been able to to destroy this thing. <coughs> So you go out and do it, and then it's like it brings together all these Moogles that haven't been together in years, and they all thank you for avenging their master and stuff. It was really, it was a cool little scene. But yeah, man, that uh, that wraps up, that wraps up, Final Fantasy twelve, for now, for for now, for now. For now. Uh, I'll leave it on the list for you, sir. Now, we need to sort out what we are playing next. I had already run Steamy and got my time at Porsche. Yeah. I also feel like playing Planet Zoo. And then a part of me wants to run it again. So, I think what I'm going to do... I'm down for Planet Zoo. That's like a game that isn't going to really, like, require my, uh, like, a super amount of attention. Like Final <laughs> Fantasy Twelve. So, this is that's a game that I can kind of just, like, throw on, throw on on my lap at bedtime and zone out for a couple hours with like i used to do with the sims yeah but if you want to run it again you can uh i'm thinking i'm thinking because we could play my time at porsche but i'm just like i don't know if i feel like playing that right now because i'm already doing valheim with the group and it's like <laughs> a crafting game and then another crafting game i don't want to craft yeah. myself out that's all oh steamy says another crafting game <laughs> No, he actually said Red Dead Redemption 2, but you can't play that yet, so let's run that no, one more time. No, not yet. God, it really wants me to play that. That's the second time that's come up already. Yeah, yeah, it has. Okay, you can't play that one either. God damn, it's picking all these games that have high graphical things, and I'm like, no, we can't do those yet. Planet Zoo it is. Yeah, yeah, let's just do Planet Zoo, because it picked... Yeah, no, let's, yeah, let's just do Planet Zoo this week, and then next week we will see if Steamy will be a little nicer to you, particularly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, it'll be Planet Zoo. I look forward to that. Uh I installed that last night and was just like, man, this could be a cool game for the week cuz I don't think we've really covered anything quite like that yet and I could use something relaxing. Yeah, for sure. It's it's I've been having a rough time lately. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Um shout out to Nate once again. My man. He is our first cog uh member of the Patreon. And uh, that, that reminds me, um, <coughs> next week we're going to do another Patreon episode and I put it out there that I would like to do a Q&A segment as part of that. Um, so I think I posted it on the Facebook and the Discord and on Patreon itself. Uh, if you would like to leave anything, yeah. uh, ask us about ourselves. Um, any it doesn't have to Q&As be about- or any like stupid internet challenges you want to see <laughs> me or Dalton suffer through. Okay, let's, let's, you know. let's preface that. Uh, internet challenges to do with maybe food because I don't want to put yeah, Gorilla f- Glue on f- my dick. Yeah, food challenges. <laughs> um, but yeah, for sure. You want to see us do a one chip challenge and then try to answer a quiz about a game we both love? Like that. That would be fun. That would be fun. Maybe bring Corinne in to ask us the questions while we suffer. <laughs> right. Right. Um. Other than that, man. Uh. Yeah. Just shoot us some questions. You want to get to know us. 
uh, things maybe about our lives. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be about gaming. So hit us with whatever, man, and we will touch up on that on the next Patreon episode, along with whatever else we decide to do for it. And, uh, oh, I guess I'll, I'm going to go ahead and plug this. I released another new album, uh, if anybody would like to get it. Uh, it'll probably be the last one for a while. Um, it's 24 songs, $10, uh, nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com. Uh, I really enjoy it. I've listened to it three or four times, and I'm thoroughly satisfied with it. So there's not a song on there that I'm like, ah, maybe I could have left that off, which has happened on some of the other ones. But I, I thoroughly, I really enjoyed it. So if, if you're interested, check it out. Um, you can listen to some of the tracks for free on the album, uh, on, I mean, on the site. And if you decide that you like it, that might help me uh, fix some of the problems in my kitchen. So that'd be rad. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast if you want to hop over there. That would be cool, too. We do content uh, strictly for that, and I'm going to try to start uploading some more stuff on there. Even if it's just me, and I have a thought, and I get on there and rant about it while Ryan's at work. <laughs> and he's welcome to rant about something as well and throw it up there or just get on there and talk. Um, might start doing uh, maybe video and putting it up there, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what the demand is for that because I don't think anybody's mentioned that yet. That was just an idea that I had. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to find us on social media, you can go to facebook.com slash steam machine podcast or twitter.com and it is steam underscore podcast. I had to think about it there for a second. I always think about when like twitter.com, uh, you could just, or the Twitter app, whatever, Twitter, find us on Twitter. Yeah. Um, don't have an Instagram, but thinking about starting up one, uh, don't know quite what the hell we would post on there, but it's just more social media to get out there. Uh, I have given up on uploading YouTube for right now. <laughs> <laughs> I will get back to that eventually. Uh, that is just very time-consuming. Very time-consuming. And uh, I think that's about it, man. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. You guys rock. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And next week, Planet Zoo. So let's go Planet see what Zoo. we can build, man. Oh, it's, uh, right. Also see if we can maybe wreak some havoc. We'll see what goes. We'll see. All right. Well, that's it for this week's Steam Machine Podcast, man. We love you all. He's Ryan. I'm Dalton. And as always... Take it easy.